Hello, you are listening to a podcast by BNP Paribas Wealth Management. I'm Charles de Caposan. Today I'm joined by Edmund Shing, Global Chief Investment Officer at BNP Paribas Wealth Management. We've started looking at some of the world's great investors. In a previous podcast, we profiled Warren Buffett. Today, we will look at the life of someone less well-known, John Clifton Bogle, commonly known as Jack Bogle, an American investor, businessman, and philanthropist. And he was the founder and former CEO of the Vanguard Group, one of the world's largest investment firms. Edmund, can you tell me why he was a pivotal figure in the investment world and what people will remember him for? So, Charlotte. Jack Bogle is indeed a pivotal member of the investment world and has been incredibly important, particularly as what I would call the founder and the godfather of index investing. So what Jack Bogle did, so just to rewind and go through a little bit of his career, he was a former fund manager, so like everyone else, he managed funds and tried to beat the market. But over time, what he realised was This is a bit of a fool's game in many cases, in the sense that it is extremely difficult for even professional fund managers to, in quotes, beat the market over the long haul, particularly when you take their fees into account. And his theory was, well, instead of trying to beat the market, why don't we just invent a simple way to invest in the market? So you don't do better than the market, but you also guarantee that you don't do worse than the market because you literally buy the market and therefore guarantee yourself the return from the market over the long period. And his innovation was to say, well, we can do that. And if we do that at scale, we can reduce the cost and make it extremely cheap. So instead of having to pay a fund manager, we can literally use one man on his computer to run the index and invest according to this index and make it extremely cheap for investors, particularly for retail investors. So this was a very simple and cheap one-stop shop. And in order to further that, he founded the Vanguard Group, which today is the biggest investor in index funds in the world, not only in the US, but increasingly elsewhere as well. And so I consider him to be the godfather, as I said, of this index investing movement, which has become so powerful. Edmund, you mentioned index investing. Can you explain in more detail what it is, how it works, and why it is so important to the average investor? So to take any concrete example, a US investor might want to invest in the US stock market. There are a number of indices that represent this US stock market. The most well-known is the S&P 500 index, basically including the 500 biggest companies in the US stock market overall. An index fund would literally just say, give me the composition of this S&P 500 index. So buying an index fund would literally buy these 500 companies in the proportions in which they're included in the index. So the biggest companies would have the biggest weighting, smaller companies would have a proportionally smaller weighting. And you literally copy the index in a fund. And that is the index fund's principle. And that is what Jack Bogle introduced to the retail investor. As I said, because literally today it takes one person and their computers to calculate the index and then to replicate the index in a fund, it is extremely cheap. You don't need a lot of other infrastructure. You don't need a lot of in-depth research. You just say, I'm going to buy the market by buying this index. Once I know the constituents of the index, I can copy it. And that's all I need to do. And that, when you provide that at scale to investors, can be done incredibly cheap. So when I talk about investing in an index fund, you are literally trying to find an index that represents a given market, whether it be the US stock market, European stock market, or even other financial markets such as corporate bonds or government bonds. 
The list of indices is almost endless today, representing pretty much any type of financial asset market that you can think of. And these are then replicated in these index funds. And that, in a sense, was the tool that Jack Bogle wanted to introduce to democratize investing for the average investor at low cost. Warren Buffett, the greatest investor of all time, suggests that index investing should be the preferred solution for most investors unless they have the time and discipline to do their own research. He agrees with Jack Bogle that buying the market is the way to go for most people. Do you agree, Edmund? I think absolutely. It is a very simple way, first of all. So there are three things here. Firstly, most investors don't want to spend the time or effort to do in-depth research. They have lives, they have jobs, they have families, they want to get on with their lives. Absolutely understandable. It is important for people to invest effectively that you make it simple. And index fund investing is at least that it is simple. You can buy a relatively diversified set of investments through one fund, one index. So that's something I think that is very attractive. Secondly, as I mentioned before, it's low cost. Remember that in an investment, you cannot control investment returns. You cannot, you can try to predict, but you can never really predict investment returns of any sort of accuracy over the short to medium term. But what you can predict are the costs that you pay. So it is better to reduce the cost to a minimum and let investment returns do their work. Sometimes they'll be good, sometimes they'll be less good, but the costs you can be sure can be kept very low. And so that's the second principle. Because the less you take away from your investment returns in terms of cost, the better for you in the long term, particularly when you compound up these investment returns over a long period of time. Costs make a big difference. And thirdly, it is simply about encouraging investors to invest more and regularly for their long-term goals. This also links back to simplicity. The easier you make it, the more likely it is for investors to adopt these good savings and investing habits. And that's what Jack Vogel really wants to encourage by making things simple to democratize the investment industry and almost demystify the financial investment industry. Can you tell me more about Mr. Bogle's investment philosophy? I think the idea, again, comes back to several things here, that we are talking about diversification. So we hear about this a lot in investment. The idea is that if you were to buy one company, you're betting on one company, and that company may do very well, like Apple, or may do very badly. There are, if you look at the study of the US stock market, or indeed any stock market, over a long period, you will find that a lot of companies go to zero. They literally go bankrupt. And so if you invest in one company, there is a significant risk that over the long haul, that investment will go to zero, which is a huge risk. You don't really want to take that risk as an investor. The beauty of a diversification, let's say by investing in a broad index of 500 companies, maybe more, is that even if one of them does go bankrupt, it's only one company out of the 500 you effectively hold through your index fund. So the exposure you have to any single company is very, very small in comparison to holding just that company. So diversification was the first point that Jack Bogle really wanted to push. Secondly, keeping costs as low as possible, because when you compound your returns over time, net of fees, the fees present a drag. So again, you want to minimize that drag on your long-term investment performance. And thirdly, just thinking about the democratization of investment, offering the simplest solutions possible to the greatest number of investors will encourage them to invest more for the long haul. And that's what he wanted. He wanted to encourage people to invest, to take matters into their own hands, to control the investments themselves effectively. And that you can do without having to entrust your money to a fund manager and paying all those fees. 
He wanted to give people a simple DIY, low-cost approach to doing it themselves without the need to call on an investment manager. And those are the key principles underlying Jack Bogle's investment approach, really. Bogle wrote a book entitled The Little Book of Common Sense Investing. What are the main ideas? The ideas, again, are that people should invest regularly for the long term. He was a big advocate of buy and hold investing. That is, once you buy, you don't sell. Because typically, what we find is that if people sell, they often sell in a panic at the worst times when the market is in a downdrop. And Jack Bogle's point was, okay, markets go up, markets go down, but then they go up again. And if you sell at the bottom, the chance that you buy in soon after the bottom is very, very small. So the way to avoid these behavioral mistakes in investing is simply by not selling, staying invested for long term. So yes, you will suffer dips, but then you will also benefit from the recoveries and the long-term performance of the stock market. And his point was that in the long run, the stock market has done better than pretty much any other listed investment market that you can find. It's done better than bonds. It's done better than corporate credit. It's done better than cash. It's done better than commodities. It's even done better than property in the form of real estate. So when you compare, in this case, stock markets to other financial markets over the very long haul, over 20 or 30 years, for instance, stock markets have done better and appreciation and, and income appreciation. The best strategy, he would argue, would be to drip feed your money into an investment month by month, because some months you'll be buying at a good point, some months you'll be buying at an expensive point, but overall, you will smooth your entry point into the markets. So you will get an average entry point, neither the best nor the worst, but at least you will avoid what we call market timing. That is, if you put all your money into the market at any one point, this may be a really good time to put money into the market. Like I think today is a pretty good time. Or when the markets are more expensive, for instance, at the end of last year, this would be a worse time. And so he would say, just avoid that, take, trying to take that risk by smoothing out your entry into an investment and investing steadily over time and not selling until, let's say, you retire or you know, until you've met your investment objectives and you want access to the money. What three main lessons can investors draw from Bogle's investing career? Well, the most important one is that even though it is true that over the short term, stocks and stock markets look very risky, and certainly this year, with a fall of nearly 20% in global stock markets, they do look risky. We saw that also over the sort of COVID-inspired drawdown in early 2020. But his point was, yes, you do get these pullbacks because it is true that stock markets tend to walk up the stairs, but then shoot down in the, shoot down the escalators. Now, this is all very well, but in the long haul, you've done much better in stocks than in other markets. And in particular, if you were to compare the long-term performance over 20 years, let's say, actually stocks have been less risky than bonds. There has pretty much never been a 20-year period when stocks haven't gone up. So they may have gone down during the period, but over the, the long haul, stocks have always gone up. So in fact, the risk, in his view, over the long haul is actually lower in stocks than you think, and lower than, for instance, in bonds. And you get a much better return than in bonds or in cash. Secondly, that at any point in time, the price of the stock does not necessarily reflect what we call its intrinsic value, the underlying value. Sometimes they'll be expensive, sometimes they'll be cheap. It will oscillate around. And this is what um, is called Mr. Market. Mr. Market may be over-optimistic and may overvalue the overvalue stocks at a given point in time. At other points, they may be, Mr. Market may be very scared and will undervalue. And so again, you need to understand that and understand that even if Mr. Market is very scared at one point in time, it's, let's say today, 
after a fall in the markets because of the fears of recession, there will be a point where things recover. And if you stay invested, you will benefit from that recovery. And finally, his view simply that index funds in today, this is best, this is best reflected in exchange traded funds or ETFs are the simplest and easiest way to invest, low cost. You have enormous choice with ETFs today based on various types of market index, whether it be in stock markets, bond markets, corporate credit, real estate or other. There are indices for all of these markets. And you could argue that Jack Bogle was the founding father behind this democratization of investment. Thank you very much, Edmund Sheng. And to our audience out there, if you enjoy listening to today's podcast, please like, share and subscribe to our podcast channel on any podcast provider, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Podcast Addict. Goodbye.